the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, November the 30th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on November 30, 1874, British statesman Sir Winston Churchill. He was born in Blenheim Palace. Yeah, in a palace. Today, in 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in Paris for ending the Revolutionary War. The Treaty of Paris was signed in September of 1783. Today, in 1835, Samuel Longhorn Clemens. We know him as Mark Twain. He was born in Florida, Missouri. There is a Florida, Missouri. I don't know if there's a Missouri, Florida. Today in 1935, non-belief in Nazism became legal grounds for divorce in Germany. Today in 1960, the last DeSoto was built by Chrysler. They had decided to retire the brand after 32 years. Remember the DeSoto? Today in 1980, just barely. Today in 1981, the United States and the Soviet Union opened negotiations in Geneva, was aimed at reducing nuclear weapons in Europe. Today in 1993, President Bill Clinton signed the Brady Bill. That required a five-day waiting period for handgun purchases and a background check, of course, on all prospective buyers. Today in 2000, Al Gore's lawyers battled for his political survival in Florida. We all know they lost. And the U.S. Supreme Court. Meanwhile, GOP lawmakers in Tallahassee, the capital, they moved to award the presidency to George W. Bush just in case the courts did not do so. They appointed their own slate of electors. And they said, either way, we're going to get George W. <clears throat> and today in 2004... Jeopardy fans saw Ken Jennings end his 74-game winning streak. He lost to a real estate agent, Nancy Zerg. He won, I think it was a little over $3 million on Jeopardy, if I recall. It's the most money ever won, I believe, and it, I know it's the longest game show uh, run for a contestant in history. You may also know that Ken Jennings, I think he still is, is hosting. I don't know if he's... The permanent one or the guest, they're having a hard time getting someone to replace um, Alex Trebek. But I think he's co-hosting or co-hosting or temporarily hosting or something. Jeopardy now, Ken Jennings. Yeah, he had quite a run. He, He knows a lot of stuff. I remember that very, very well. But more importantly, I know someone that knows even more stuff than that. I hope you know him personally as well. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Proverbs 35. For he spake, Psalm 33, verse 9. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, 
and it stood fast. By the word of the Lord, Psalm 33, 6, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Does it seem too far-fetched to suggest that God is in control? I don't think so. We know so. God is in control. He's in control of everything from the beginning to the end. He spoke into existence everything that exists and is waiting to be discovered by quote-unquote science. That's how it is. And we have a personal relationship with God as we walk through these very tumultuous times. National pro-life leaders gathered in Jackson, Mississippi on Sunday to pray. They were specifically praying, asking God to guide the justices of the Supreme Court this week as they hear arguments in a Mississippi case. I've talked about it a number of times on this program. This case could upend Roe v. Wade. Speaking at the event, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, he said, abortion is barbaric. He said, politicians don't like to say this, but I'll say it. Abortion is barbaric. Abortion is evil. It's probably the greatest evil of our day. He's right. There's no question about that. If you listen to this program, you've heard me say that in other forms a number of times. It is barbaric. It is evil. It is probably the greatest evil of our day. Starting tomorrow, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to begin hearing the arguments in a case that's called Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Keep that in mind. You're going to be hearing that on the news. It'll be bent toward robbing women of their health care rights. But I want you to know and all of us to know that it's not about health care. It's about killing babies and the right to do so. The case involves a Mississippi law that prohibits most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. If the law is upheld by the court, it would affect Rose uh, ruling that's, that states may regulate abortion after 24 weeks. It's interesting, uh, the decision to hear the case on the merits, that is a big deal, and it has, sh- it has sent a, a shockwave through the <clears throat> progressive community, for sure. The Nancy Pelosi's and all of them who they, they claim to be, you know, followers of the Lord and believers in the word of God, they're not. I mean, their words and actions betray them. But I'll tell you, this the decision to hear the case alone has sent shockwaves through, the, through their community. But they're hearing it on the merits, and that means that there were at least four votes on the Supreme Court justices of nine to hear the case. It also suggests that those justices, those four, and I think we can pretty much guess who they are, they feel confident that there are at least five on the court that will uphold the Mississippi law. Now, no one is saying that, but I'm, I'm saying it. I believe that. So conservatives hope and liberals fear that the court will renounce nearly five decades of abortion uh, law jurisprudence and overturn the landmark rulings of Roe v. Wade and, and another case, Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Over 60 million, 63 million babies 
lives have been snuffed out. And it's been called women's health care. And it's been said they have a right to that under the Constitution of the United States. Well, beginning tomorrow, we're going to take a very close look at that via the Supreme Court of the United States. We'll be talking more about this. I probably will be talking more about it tomorrow. We'll see what happens overnight, but I'll probably talk a little bit more about that. There's a lot to say and a lot we should be aware of. What's been on the mind of most Americans lately is now being discussed openly. It's not a secret anymore. I mean, it never was, but it was kind of treated as a secret, something that, oh, we don't talk about that. Every family has some things that they don't talk about, I suppose. I don't know, but I hear they do. Ours, our family seems to talk about everything <clears throat> all the time. We raised three children, Marjorie and me, uh, who have very strong opinions, and we purposely raised them that way so that they would know the Lord and know him in a very secure way, and uh, they would not be um, they would not not be timid in in taking their positions and their worldview, their biblical worldview. Well, we succeeded in that, and uh, they have strong opinions in other things as well. So it's kind of a fun thing. But um, we've been whispering around in the culture about Joe Biden. Well, now the left is kind of coming out into the open and talking out loud about Joe Biden as a growing problem with dementia, his sinking problem of failing to deliver what he promised. He promised all these things. Ocasio-Cortez is mad at him, Elizabeth Warren, all these guys, Bernie Sanders, all these guys, they're very they're angry at him because he promised to deliver all of this far left, insane agenda, and he hasn't done it. While at the same time, he was promising so-called moderates that, oh, don't worry, I'm, you know, I've been around, I've been in, in politics for 50 years. I know how this works. I can bring us together. I can unite this nation. He said that many times. Well, clearly none of that has happened. So while most far-left Democrat politicians, I believe, are primarily concerned about their own political fortunes, there are some who are actually concerned about their country, I'm told. I'm not sure which ones, but there are a couple. Maybe Cinema from Arizona, maybe Manchin from West Virginia. I don't know. But we should all be concerned, and we should all be informed as to what is being discussed and what may well happen in the coming days regarding the lack of leadership in our country. I would say, in my own mind, I'm not an expert, but I read a lot for this program in particular and out of personal interest. I think we're going to see some things that are going to be really like fireworks over the next year or two, if the Lord tarries. And I am thinking he might not. I believe the Lord is coming soon. But should the Lord tarry, I think we're going to see some things that will rock the culture. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, not in speculation, but just talking about what's actually happening and what it might mean. The headline read yesterday, report, far left ways benching Joe Biden after 2022 midterms. While President Biden still has three years left in his term, 
Boy, it seems like this year has been like a hundred years. Like, I don't know. Anyway, some on the far left are predicting that if the poll numbers don't improve, the grassroots and the disgruntled liberals, the far left, the Ocasio-Cortez, the Elizabeth Warren and those folks, they're going to seek another candidate to compete for the nomination. They're not even going to stand back and honor a president in their own party. They're going to go after him in a primary. President Biden's approval rating is 42%, according to the left-leaning NPR Maris poll that was taken on November 24th, so it's fairly recent. Other polls show worse approval ratings for both Biden and Harris. Vice President Harris is said to be strongly considering a run for president herself in 2024, assuming that Joe Biden will not run again. But he keeps saying he will. He said it last week. Pete Buttigieg, the guy who's married to his husband, he's currently transportation secretary. He said he's planning to run in 2024 as well, if President Biden doesn't, is the caveat. Bernie Sanders is being considered as a replacement by some of the power players in the Democratic Party. I mean, it's getting really screwed up with the far left. Biden has repeatedly said he plans to run for re-election in 2024. I mentioned that one day last week. He was had made a big deal out of it to the press, and he said it several times. <clears throat> most seriously doubt, I would be part of that most, that he would even be able to run in his current cognitive decline. We all get there. I mean, age is is inclusive. And um, he's there. He should not be leading anything, much less the most powerful nation on the planet. Only 13% of Democrat voters said they would support Harris. Democrats said they would support 13% said they would support Harris in 2024 if Biden doesn't run. The Hill is kind of a moderate, I guess. I don't think it's left-leaning, but it's not. I would not call it a conservative news organization. The Hill said yesterday, as speculation has swirled, that Biden, 79 years old, and the oldest man to hold the office may not run again, new interest has turned toward Harris. But in that her office is filled with personal and morale problem, personnel and morale problems, it's not likely she could win. I would underscore that. At this point, only 39% of voters in battleground districts support Biden's Build Back Better agenda. The biggest cheerleader of that is China and third world countries. But Rasmussen report said yesterday they found that 51% of all likely voters opposed the $2 trillion Build Back Better bill, including 40% within that 51% who strongly oppose it. And strongly means they'll go out and work endlessly and you know tirelessly to defeat Biden because they, that's how strongly they oppose it. That's usually what's involved in that strongly opposed component of polling. A CBS News <clears throat> YouGov poll, it finds that 63% of American adults are opposed to giving $450,000 to illegal border crossers. And now that the plan is that he's going to do that because he's made promises to certain people, the Soros group and other people. $450,000 of taxpayer money to these people. I'm surprised 63% of American adults from all parties 
oppose that. I'm surprised that it isn't 93. I mean, it's it's almost unthinkable, but it's true. That is the plan, if he can get this thing passed. It's unlikely that Biden's radical agenda will come to fruition before the 2022 midterm elections. I, I, I don't see a path where he can get this done, maybe, but I don't see it. But given that the moderate Democrat senators, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema that I mentioned a few moments ago, they I, I do believe they have the best interests of the country at heart. They are politicians for sure. But they oppose many of Biden's proposed items. They're Democrats. I'm reminded of a verse in Judges. Judges chapter 21, verse 25. As I look at our culture today and I see what's happening, and you've, you've heard this verse, it's often quoted, but it says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Does that define where we live today? I think it does, particularly in our country, but even globally. There is so much unrest. There is so much, when life is discredited, by abortion in particular, when marriage is said to be redefined, which is the building block, the cornerstone of society, human society. When that is said to be redefined, and Pete Buttigieg can marry his husband, who grew up in an evangelical church and rebelled against God, whose brother is an evangelical pastor, when we live in an, a culture that is accepting of this in the name of inclusion and compassion and all of this stuff that Jim Wallace and his religious left puts out there over pulpits as lately as day before yesterday, they keep, I mean, they just keep misleading the American Christian church. And the people are sitting there and say, well, I want to be compassionate. I want to be someone who cares about people. I don't want to be a bigot. I don't want to be a racist. I don't want to be bigoted toward Pete Buttigieg if he wants to. I'm not bigoted at all. But I will tell you, it's wrong before God to live like we're living. It's wrong before God to be trying to redefine what has been created from the foundations. And that is a male and female is the sustainability of the human race. I mean, come on. And these guys stand up and America goes, yay, yay, we're, we're liberated, we're moving forward, progressive. This is what's creating all of these issues around us. And guys like Joe Biden, who's been a, a, a professional politician his whole life, he doesn't have a clue about what's going on in the real world. He really doesn't. If you don't believe me, just watch and, watch and listen for a while. I don't mean that as a criticism, it's just a fact. He shouldn't be running anything. Nothing. He should be in a rocking chair somewhere. But he isn't. He's sitting behind the resolute desk in the most powerful nation on earth. That's the problem. But if Biden is benched, as those who are in the know are saying he could be or should be, what could happen? Kamala Harris? You would think the vice president? No, I don't think so. Town Hall published an article yesterday. Now, please understand, I, this is not me saying this, but I kind of agree. I kind of think this guy's right. Wayne Allen Root, he does a lot of programming on, or some program, quite a bit of programming on uh, Newsmax. But he's he writes for 
town hall and other places. He, he's a pretty prolific writer. And I don't see him as a way out conspiracy, conspiracy kind of a guy. But, I mean, he's on the edge, the stuff he writes. But I, I, I kind of think he might be right. I don't know. You, but let me tell you what he wrote yesterday. He wrote, and it was published by Town Hall. It's owned by Salem Broadcasting and Salem Corporation. It was titled, Get Ready for President Hillary Clinton. Yeah, right. Well, listen up. Root begins with a quote from boxer Muhammad Ali, who often said, it ain't bragging if you can back it up. He then proceeds, Root does, he then proceeds to back up that he's been right on a number of things over the past several years regarding politics in America, and it's true, he has been. He's been right about a lot of things that he said up front, not all things, but quite a bit. I pay attention to him. I've never met him. I don't know him. But Root says, so I'm going to make another shocking prediction. Democrats, i.e. the party of radical, I'm quoting him now. These are his words, not mine. The party of radical, insane, and hateful socialists, but I agree, but Marxists and communists are getting ready to install Hillary Clinton as president of the United States. How? Well, he says, the answer is simple. Biden is finished. He served his useful purpose. Then, Root says, he provided a white, experienced, grandfatherly, supposedly moderate face to serve at the top of the presidential ticket. The mail-in ballot fraud got the, got the Democrats 90% of the way home in rigging and stealing the 2020 election. And Biden's white, moderate, grandfather routine did the rest. He fooled just enough clueless and naive voters in a handful of battleground states to finish the job. But, Root says, the jig is up. Here's how Root thinks Hillary will ascend to the White House. Again, I'm quoting him. Biden is as good as gone. It's only a matter of when. That would make Kamala Harris president. We all know that's not going to happen. I believe she is the most deeply flawed, despised, and unpopular vice president in the history of America, and maybe the history of the world, too. Her 28% approval rating makes Biden look popular. Well, that cannot be disputed, that part of it, because that's true. She is not liked, 28% approval. She would not become the next president of the United States other than through Biden being removed and she just ascending to that. But Root says, speaking on behalf of or for what the left is thinking, Harris has got to go. He said, here's my crystal ball. Democrats will demand Harris's resignation. She'll cite personal reasons or family issues. Then corrupt Democrat donors will give her a $25 million mansion to retire in. You're never going to hear from Harris again. Next, they'll name Hillary Clinton vice president. Very quickly after that, they'll start planting nonstop stories in the media claiming Biden's aides see him in dramatic mental decline because he's already in decline. After three to six months of those stories in the media, Biden will make his touching goodbye announcement and ride off to a nursing home specializing in dementia patients. If you just tuned in, I'm reading Wayne Allen Root's article published by Salem yesterday. He'll make his touching goodbye announcement and ride off to a nursing home specializing in dementia patients. And like Harris, Jill Biden will get a Jill, his wife, will get a $25 million mansion as incentive to shut her mouth and never be heard from again. Just like that, Hillary Clinton is president.
of the United States. Root says he guesses that Democrats will need a black woman as vice president to diversify the ticket and lock down every last black vote in 2024. And he guesses. He said he's not predicting this, but he's guessing this. He says that Michelle Obama, this could be her time. And she will step up and join Hillary. And that process could repeat itself again. He says, don't laugh. Get ready. It's coming. Clinton, Obama, 2024. Well, we'll see. Anyways, I thought about <clears throat> I thought about this. I I thought about it in the context of something that Victor Davis Hanson wrote last week. He is highly respected. He's a historian. He wrote an article titled "Losing Confidence in the Pillars of Our Civilization." Hanson is one of America's most trusted historians. I'm sure you've seen him if you watch Fox News. He's on other places. He writes for oh a number of Christian news organizations or or um, conservative news organizations. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I would guess that he is, but I don't know that. But he's he's true blue conservative, and he's highly respected and trusted. But in his article, he summarizes the collapse of our institutions due to a lack of public trust. It's a very informative article, and I'm not I don't have time to go into it today. But I included that in an article that I wrote. And it's published on our website, faithandfreedom.us, faithandfreedom.us. I would encourage you, if you want to know more about this, some of my comments that I've made today on this program are in that article, but there's more. And it's about the uh, Victor Davis Hanson article. It, it's it's well-sourced and well-thought-out. As I said, he's brilliant. But he concludes that conservatives now have lost their former traditional confidence in the administration of justice, in the intelligence, and in investigatory uh, agencies, in the nation's military leadership, in the media, in the criminal justice system, all of these institutions have lost have lost favor with the public. They don't trust them anymore, and I can relate to that because these institutions that have been bulwarks in our society have been found to be corrupt, at least at the top. Agencies that are supposed to be fighting and protecting us from corruption have become corrupted. We saw that when they were trying to get rid of Trump. I mean, it's pathetic. But Davis Hanson says no one yet knows what the effect will be of half the country losing faith in the very pillars of American civilization. But what Victor Davis Hanson describes is not new to our society. It's as old as the human race. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1 through 21, the Bible says, And it came about when Samuel was old that he anointed, appointed his sons uh, judges over Israel. His sons, however, did not walk in his ways, but turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and prevented justice. Does dishonest gain, taking bribes, and perverted justice, does that mean anything to us today? Of course it does. That's what's happening in our country. In Judges chapter 2, verse 16, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. And then again, 20, chapter 21, verse 25, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Let me leave you with this. The king has to be Jesus. Our founders understood that. We have to get that and get it right. And then we need to trust the Lord. He is in 
control. Thank you for your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.